I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Okay, shall we start? Yes, let's do it. Cool. Well, hi, Ryan. Hey there. Um, I'm going to see you in a couple days. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to see each other at ClayCon West. Hooray! And Rachel's going to be there, Ryan's wife, who's really fun. And yep. um, Andrew Linderman and Ryan Reich and Victoria. That We're going to all bunk together. That should be a blast. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the... Uh... It feels like I'm hosting all of the the VIPs because everyone is speaking that we're staying we're staying together, except for me and Rachel. Well, yeah, but you're like part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> except for Kevin Kowalczyk, I think is staying with Joe and Kowalski. God, damn it! Um, you always do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tim Kowalski, Kevin Kowalczyk, you know. Well, I mean, they have to, they had to be like friends and also like have the same last name except for like three letters. Not, not cool guys. <laughs> I wonder if they're both, is that Polish? Is that yeah. the ski? Is I it? think it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. Ski and the Wazik? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Ryan, how was your day today? My day was a typical Monday, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> work all day. I had my second week of class at Baker Hunt, so we just started back. I think we haven't talked since the new year, maybe. Yeah, but, it's been a while. But, yeah, so we uh, started back classes. We got our new ceramic studio, which was which was interesting. So the, the prior session, we were in kind of an intermittent phase where right. we had everyone – wheel throwing and hand building in the same room. We never had two classes at the same time, but everyone was in one room and we only had a very limited amount of space where the wheels were and tables were tight. And, you know, it was just kind of a little bit of a headache for a few weeks, especially like all wheel classes and all hand building classes. Shelving is in the same room and it's just kind of a mess. And then we moved in this new space and then you're like, you know, the people making decisions for what goes in the space and how it's organized are not ceramic people. Uh, that's frustrating. So it's so basically it's like we come together as a department. We're like, we need this. We need this. We think this organization would be good, this and that. So last week was our first week, and I I was the very first class. And uh, it was just kind of like keeping a little list of like three or four things, top things that were missing that we could use yeah. or needed or whatever. So. But we'll uh, it'll be kind of a improvement, and we'll figure it out. My students are probably the most like they probably throw the most work. Right, you have the most advanced any other students, class. Right? So like space was obviously an issue, and figuring out how to how to fit stuff on shelves. So yeah. so I had to do some like kiln post stilts, and you know put some drywall to makeshift another shelf to stack pieces and stuff like that right i i continuously when i like see videos like that i'm always reminded at how lucky we are to have the space that i have you know and like i know some people are like oh we don't have enough space to put our stuff but i'm like you like you know if if somebody wanted four shelves, they could have it <laughs> like, you know, four yeah. like boards to put on the shelf. They could have it. There's right. enough space for that. And, but some places like Baker hunt and it's very modular and you can, yeah, you can do whatever you want with yeah, it. Yeah. But like some spaces, there's just not that much space and like, right. Uh, and, and that is, it's hard to work with, but it just makes me right. grateful for what I have. Yeah, so so this week we went a little smoother and we got some things answered and fixed from last week and so they're they're appreciating the the back and forth yeah. and stuff like that. So that was my Monday pretty much. Um actually I did get a delivery of something in the mail that I guess I can announce that I don't even think you know about. Well, you know some of it, but um so I got this big delivery in the mail from Speedball because I got 24 pints of underglaze. Yay! And a bottle of like a gallon of clear glaze. So I'm doing a collaborative sort of thing for Speedball for their booth at Ensika coming up here in a couple weeks and it's kind of fitting cuz we're going to talk about Ensika today. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, so I already had like 12 of their original colors, which are just pretty much the primary colors, and then they sent me another 12 of new colors, and I think there are even more, I think 12 more colors coming, um, so that we have 36 different colors, and then I'm making some sippers that are little small cups, and then I'm going to carve them and all that good stuff, so we'll have that on display so they... Uh, you know, visitors can see their gamut of underglaze options and stuff like that. And then yeah. I'm going to sell the ones that are complete there at the conference. So, right. Uh, that'll be cool. I, and also I want to know how the clear glaze goes. I still have, you know, I still haven't tried that clear glaze that you use. I need to try it. Well, the clear that they sent me is a gallon of whatever. Um, I'd actually didn't open that box, but it's a gallon of, it's probably similar to what you have that you would use for your, do you get something from Mako for your paint a pot that you dip? Is it low fire clear? It's like a O four clear, I think. Oh. You know, I think Tim uses. Or maybe it's a, or maybe it's a cone six clear. I don't know. Tim I uses I a O four um, clear for his his mugs. Tim K- Kowalczyk. Oh okay. Use, Interesting. Uses an O four clear for his mugs. I think it's Mako. I'm not sure. Which I was like, man. I want to say they. I want to say they sent me a cone six. They probably Cause did because like that's she, what you're. I feel like she told me it was a cone six. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what you're working with. That wouldn't make any sense to send you an O four. But yeah. Huh. So how was your day? My day was good. Last night we had our first big snowstorm of the season. Always happens right around this time. Thankfully, it wasn't as bad as last year. Last year, we had a snowpocalypse of like two, three feet of snow. This year, we got six inches. So that was good. And um, I had a snowball fight last night with Val Flynn. (laughs) Um, Well, it was me and Val against her husband, actually. And he actually ended up winning anyway. So, But... um, uh, yeah, so I went and got some clay today and then came back and uh, and the roads were fine-ish, you know, and they were, I was like, thank God it's actually snowing so that I can go down and uh, drive without people being in the way. Because usually if I'd go, there'd be traffic, but there wasn't any traffic. So, and then I made the rest of my nightmare mug club mugs that I, I've had a tough go with the mug club mugs but i think they're yeah they're almost done <laughs> i'm did you deliver a good batch of them and you told them hey i've still got a few that i'm finishing yeah so i delivered 92 of them 93 of them i think out of 100 and i did that on friday in a snowstorm so there's been a lot of snow driving and thankfully i didn't um i was I almost waited to deliver them until today, but guess what? The pass is closed, so that would have been a terrible decision. But, um, yeah, so lots of snow driving, which is always fun because I'm from Colorado, so I love to drive in the snow. But, yeah, that's pretty much what happened today. And here I am. I'm getting ready for ClayCon West. I'm doing a workshop on Sunday, so at least I'll have three days to, to prepare um yeah joe the organizer was like you're ridiculous did you even read the contract (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i mean i'm sure i did but i don't remember it (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm sorry i'm the worst vendor ever i know i apologize they're taking 20 percent, so they're doing like a central cashier with 20 percent, which is awesome oh that's totally worth 20 percent. oh my god so much worse and i made i literally like I think I probably have like $600 worth of stuff going, like not even that much. It all fit in a 20 by 20 box and I shipped it out today to go down there. Yeah. So, um, hopefully you're out shipping in 20%. So hopefully you sell enough to where you can fit it in your suitcase to go back home. If you don't have, I just don't want to take anything home. trade it or give it or something. Yeah. I don't want to take anything home. If anything, I'll take it back to California and find some shop and see if I can wholesale the rest of it for, you know, so, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Sweet. What are we talking today about today, Ryan? I'm excited about this. All right. So, we're talking about Ansika. We got a – I got a question on Instagram that was basically 
Oh, that's cool. You're going to Manseca. I've, I'm going for my first one this year in Richmond, and I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to prioritize, what I should or shouldn't see. Can I see everything? All that kind of thing. So we're, um, we're going to kind of share our experiences. Becca's been once. She came last year to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep. And then I've been the last two years. So this will be my third year going. We don't have a ton of experience with Nsika here, but we can share, you know, what we learned, what we thought about it, you know, the type of personalities we are. Right. And I feel and, like uh, we both had very kind of different thing. experiences. <clears throat> yeah. In my first year, I attended solo. Like, I went to Pittsburgh myself and drove there and kind of did that thing. So it was a little intimidating. And But, uh, yeah, we can kind of share our thoughts and so your first one was last year did you have any expectations going into it i expected what it to be you terrible thought it was you expected it to be terrible just, like terrible how I'm not like a, you wouldn't learn anything no or? i'm not a uh i'm not like a conference person and i never have been I never have been. So I like that's why I expected it to be terrible. So what a lot of people don't actually know about me is that I am a like an extreme introvert. Like uh I have I am very good at public speaking. I'm very good at talking to people. I'm very good at like pretending that I'm not. But when it comes to like putting 35 people in a room that I don't know, I will cower in the corner. <laughs> I'm like a, and Ryan's an introvert too, but not the same way I am. Yeah. I'm more like, like I know that getting in a room with these people or socializing in situations like that is going to benefit me more. He's selfish. So I just kind of get over it and I don't worry <laughs> about the little intricacies of like, am I too awkward? Yeah. Am I you know, what do I say to these people? I follow this person. Like, am I worthy of talking to this person or? Right. I don't, you know, just try to be normal and I don't know. Don't overthink stuff. I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that I get nervous talking to people because I could talk to anybody, but it's mostly the fact that you're like, especially within Sika this year, because I had just gotten, I'm not going to say like, I, a lot more people knew who I was because of Clay Buddies because I started doing a lot of live videos on Clay Buddies. And so there was like all these people that knew who I was that I didn't know who they were. Right. <laughs> and I, um, thankfully, I had you and I had Joe who owns um, the Tilted Kiln in uh, St. George's who's actually putting on ClayCon West. So he was kind of right. like my bodyguard. Through the whole, <laughs> through the whole thing. Wait, wait, wait! Becca Oda's coming through. No, but like, I, he would like walk and and you know everybody knows who Joe is. Well, that's great. And then people would like come up to me and like, Becca, oh my god, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, why? <laughs> no, but I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. And Joe was dying. He was like, I, this is hilarious watching you like like interact with these people but everybody was obviously so so nice um and it wasn't like a ton of people but it was probably like 10 or 10 to 15 people that came up to me i was like oh my god becca i watch you on lives all the time i was like okay hi yeah (laughs) and that i think that's a thing where when you put yourself out there socially like on instagram or facebook or you know groups like that where you are open to showing your face and your process and talking to a screen where people are replying. People feel like they know you just like if you listen to a podcast and the host, like people might feel like they know us really well because we talk about our lives and our businesses and money. And like, I'm sure I'll get that a lot more at Enseca this year. And then even more in the future, the more, you know, we open up and have people. Yeah talk to us and dm us or whatever absolutely like people get to know you more even though you don't know them very much or you know a little bit about them or a little bit about their work or see their work i think there's a comfortability with talking to people even though yeah it seems like i'm extroverted you know i don't know yeah i think it's funny because like yes i and i also get that actually in the town that i live in people will come up to me in the grocery store and be like 
oh my god, Becca, I can't believe that you did this last week or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that that <laughs> happened? And, and um, you know, I'm so open and I'm so, like, open on social media and, and with my process and with my life and with my struggles. And um, sometimes I forget that I've put myself in a position where people feel comfortable, which I'm so happy for, you know, that people feel comfortable coming up to me and talking to me. But it also throws me like they'll say something that's so completely like, why do you know that? And then I'm like, I feel like I should know this person. Who are you? Like, who are you that you know what this about me? And I don't know who you are at all. Like, and you're talking to me like I recognize you. Um yeah, which is it's it's also kind See, of fun I'm, doing I'm that. I'm expecting some of that. Well, we might get some of that this weekend too. Like, you might get people that'll listen to the podcast or something, and they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, I really love the podcast" or whatever. I have and no be, like, expectations so much. for this weekend. I know that last year they had like a hundred people at ClayCon West, but um, I don't know how many are scheduled for this year, and I'm really excited about it because I'm actually kind of hoping we can go a little bit under the radar. Oh, okay. I've, well, I feel like if you're going to, this weekend is probably better than in Sika to go under the radar. Yeah. So, just to clarify, I am not going to Sika this year. Ryan is. It's a bit too far for me, and... Way too far. <laughs> a, oh, yeah. Last year, during Sika, like, I went to Sika and then I went to someplace else, and then I went to someplace else three weeks in a row, and it totally wore me out. So, I, I think that this year I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, so first time going into it, you said you had no expectations, or you you said you thought it would be bad. I thought it would be bad. Is that because is that because of your personality? You're yeah. just not a conference goer, and you thought it wasn't going to impress you enough. Yeah. With the content, or yeah. just you just didn't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to learn, or, or I don't know if I'm going to learn anything. I don't know what the value is of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that um, in some ways I was proven correct and in some ways I was proven incorrect, you know. I felt uh, going in, I was not aware that NSICA is actually really there to educate educators, you know. Yeah, I don't think I realized that until the first conference I went to as well. Yeah. That it was very academic, like artsy sort of focused or... right. It, it wasn't as <clears throat> bit like being a successful business person or a artist or whatever. Like we're very business oriented and like, you know, we want to see the process and right. getting efficient and how to, you know, live as a potter or a maker or whatever right. and survive versus like feeling like we're still in college or something where you're still learning totally you know concepts and stuff like that yeah but there were some discussions about the stuff that really interests us i would say too yeah and and you know i think that um yeah i think that one of the things that and you know anybody can sign up for a a workshop at nsega to teach a workshop they just have to get chosen but um i think that for me to go back and feel like I benefited from the workshops, I would want to see more business oriented workshops or more like applicable to life as a potter type workshops, you know, like, yeah, like round tables with people that are not instructors or professors from universities. You want to see people that are like business people that are selling pottery and have sold pottery at art shows or wholesaler they totally. do galleries or yeah. whatever and there was one uh, there was gonna... one the one with that sean was in and i can't remember the two other people that were in it and that one was really good and um it got down to kind of like the nitty-gritty of like numbers and stuff because you know sometimes i just want to go to conferences and be like okay do you actually make money like is this person that's on instagram that's like got 15 billion followers do you actually make money or is it all just a show you know, and I kind of got validated in that, that workshop because Sean's like, he was just like, yeah, like, this is what I did. And this is what I like, this is our goals. And these are what we did. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I would say that, I mean, you don't learn to 
I guess, flaunt that or talk about that as much. And whether you're just like generationally, it's not, it's kind of like one of those politics, religion, money sort of things that you just don't talk about. Yeah. But I would say, especially, and also like artists, like it's kind of a thing to assume that starving artists is a thing and you don't really talk about money. It's too prideful to talk about money and And artists are really jealous people. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm a jealous person. Like if somebody was like, well, I've learned to not be, but if somebody was like, oh, I make this much money, I'd be like, well, fuck you. You know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if Becca just says that to you, like... What? No, I'm kidding. I don't really say that ever. I'm, I get really excited about when people are making a lot of money, actually. I think that's, yeah. I mean, a win for one person in this community is a win for everybody, really. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, let's talk about your lodging. Um. How did you do lodging? And I'll talk about how I did it. So Pittsburgh, my first one, I did Airbnb and I did a private room at an Airbnb. I shared the bathroom and it was very affordable it was probably like 30 40 bucks a did night. you go with um rachel uh my one in pittsburgh i did not i went solo okay. and drove there um the one in minneapolis i want to say we did the same thing we did an airbnb yeah, you did. in a oh yeah you saw you remember the house um it was like a historic vintage or historic house and it had like really cool architecture and stuff so and um pause airbnb all the way pause uh Ryan's wife, Rachel, is like really into architecture. So any place that they go is very heavily influenced in architecture. That's pretty much just their their go to. Okay, continue. Right. Yeah. So we stayed at Airbnb um, and it was drivable and stuff like that. Rented a car, all that kind of thing. This year I am I did an Airbnb as well. I just booked it today, actually. And I think think i'm just going i'm not gonna drive or anything i'm flying there and i'll be doing probably public transit i would say is rachel going with you this time uber she is not okay so i'll be solo again it'll be weird to be solo again but we'll uh we'll stick it out i can deal with the awkwardness of being solo because i feel like i know more people yeah well, than last year and even I think that if that I was stuff. ever going to go again, I'd probably want to be in a I would I would spend the money to be in a hotel room right next to the convention center. Yeah, because like there were so many people that was like going different places and like, you know, going to the different galleries like I never went to any of the galleries, which I kind of wish that I would have. Um, I really wanted to go to the campion gallery show that the companion gallery collaborative companions yeah and um so i i feel like being in a hotel next to the the convention center kind of helps people with that because you can just yeah definitely yeah um, especially if you're solo you can you know be feel a little bit safer where you are and like kind of going around i did an airbnb as well however (laughs) I um, did it with a bunch of people that I didn't know. So Andrew Linderman. How did you find it? Andrew Linderman had a friend and he, who he had done like wood firings with. And he connected me with her. And then she like had a bunch of friends that they did the wood firings together and all these things. And so I just kind of like came in and, and, and I, you know. Had like a room. grouped up and yeah and there was like eight people in the house and i ended up sleeping on the couch which was a bummer because um i'm pretty positive i was the only person in that house that actually didn't have a regular bed at home so <laughs> i look forward to whenever i go on vacation i look forward to the fact that i get to sleep in a normal bedroom and like have a normal shower and and like that's like a luxury to me <laughs> right because that's not my life so um but yeah no it was fun though i mean i was with like 
these old school potters. That is also another way to go, is just to get a group in a house. And I was with these like old school potters and they all knew each other from like years and years and years ago. And some of them you could tell were like the most badass potters and like artists. Mm-hmm. And um, they stayed up until two in the morning singing songs. One of the guys played the harmonica like really well. And we like stayed up and sang songs and told stories and it was like this (laughs) I don't know it was it was an experience for sure it was fun though I was just really tired I was like I don't I don't know how you guys can stay up this late did you ever ask them like they were older so they're probably like in their 60s or older is yeah what I remember yeah so did you ever ask them like what brings them to Inseca I think I did, and it's it's mostly that they just, they've always done it, for one, but they have this community, and they have this, like, I don't know, there's something different about that generation that they have just this love and in, this insane passion and love for, for, like, art in general, and so any excuse they can have to get to some place that's, like, let's go to this art museum and let's go to this art museum. Like we went to a couple art museums that weren't even, they didn't even have clay in them, you know? And, um, they're just, their insane love of art and the craft is what brings them back every year. You know, like they were raving over like the keynote speaker and stuff like that. They're like all about that stuff. Okay, so they're very art heavy. Very art heavy. One of the one of the guys actually, his name was Joel. His son was the one that won um, the Brent uh, wheel in one of the competitions, the uh, canned soup oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the nice. the teapot one. Yeah, Brent Brent had a pretty sweet booth competition. Yeah. During Inseca last year. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say my first one. I I see what you mean about the hotel. It's there's definitely a lot that's in proximity that's close. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay more for it because it, you know, a hotel, what's the cheapest hotel you can get? Probably $140 a night. Probably. At the minimum, but it's probably going to be more than that. Because they know it's happening, so they up the prices. Yeah, there's so much more demand and it's right there and it's downtown and all that kind yeah. of thing. So um Yeah, so that's that's a thing. Especially if you don't know anybody, like that's a good option. Yeah. Because then you've got to, you don't have to figure out how you're going to get back to your Airbnb. Do you have time to go back and, you know, change or drop off all your stuff because you have all this stuff from the vendor booths that you get, whether it's like glaze samples or tools or you buy these pots or whatever. Yeah. Proximity is good. For me, I, I think I did the Airbnb. I don't mind it being separate because I kind of need some of that recharge time. Sort of like you're talking about the introvert thing. Like I don't feel like I'm missing out on value if I don't utilize every second of the day to you to go see stuff that's only going to be there that one time. And I don't, for me, I don't really care about going to the art museums and seeing sculptures on pedestals and pots and like the figurative stuff or the more art heavy stuff. I don't really care about that as much. Yeah, that's where we differ because um, I like the art heavy stuff. I would much rather go to the collaborative companion yeah. and see those pots and pick up pots from the different galleries that are inside of the expo hall, like mm-hmm. Eutectic Gallery or... Oh, um, all those different ones that are close that you can actually pick up the pieces. I'm very tactile, so I like to be able to pick stuff up right. and feel it and look at the process and think about how it was made. Or maybe I know the person who made it and I see follow them on Instagram, but I want to see what it actually feels like in person. Or right. I can like see them in person at the show and see them like demo or whatever. Yeah. I, so that's kind of what I liked a lot. I feel like, I don't know if this is the case with the Pittsburgh one, but with the Minneapolis one, there was also a, um, we went, that I don't think that I would have gone to all the art museums and all the, like, the extra things had I not been in this house, which I'm really appreciative of. Um, we went to, like, the Northwest Clay Center, I think so, that's what it was called. 
Yeah, I went there too. The Northern Clay Northern Center. Northern Clay Center. That place was cool. So freaking cool. It was so, so, so cool. So what I would recommend if you do go is find out where that, like there's got to be some clay center that's associated with Nsika that they have tours of. Try to find it because those places sometimes are like the coolest places and they'll give you ideas for your studios and for like yeah like i came back home from that and i was like oh my god i can do this and this and this like (laughs) like there was so many ideas yeah and the reason she was kind of geeking out about that is because this it's a clay studio it's like a community studio but they have a gallery in the front they have like an art gallery museum that they had like a i want to say warren mckenzie exhibit or something like that so cool and then they had their studio, which was all, like, cleaned up, looking good. They had their glaze area with their, like, matrix of glaze samples. Yeah. And, you know, the kitchen area that has, like, Forrest Middleton tile on the backsplash of the sink area. And, yeah. you know, they have their community, like, shared spaces for teaching classes. And, like, kiln You know, their room. different rooms. Yeah, their blau kiln they had. And then the studio rental spaces that are, Did they like... they have a blau? Like, they did have a blow. It had Northern Clay Center on it. I don't know if you went in that room, but... Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. And then, you know, they show all the little individual artist spaces that have, um, you know, they're, they're like 8x8 eight eight space that they work out of yeah. that are rented. And, and then each of those people had little, like, gallery spaces out in front of that it that they the were selling some pots. Thing. So I, I actually bought a piece from uh, David Mink. And I followed him on Instagram and stuff like that. So I got to pick my favorite, like, wood-fired pot that he had. Yeah, and... I bought a piece there, too. So, yeah, that that's what uh, that's what the Northern Clay Center was all about. So I don't know if there's a center like that in Richmond, but I'll look for it. Yeah, so... I know there are definitely some in Cincinnati to see the year after that. Yeah, so. also, I think you really have to consider what kind of a person you are when you go to a conference like this, as with any conference, right? Um, Ryan is the kind of person that Googles ahead of time where the best breweries are, where the places to eat are. Like, he's that ter- type of person. I'm the person that shows up and says, so how do I get an Uber? So there's two different. <laughs> or you're like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. What's there to eat close by? Let's walk by. I'm more like, I already actually I was looking today after I booked my Airbnb. I was like, lunch around convention center and like looked it up, and I I like pinned like starred them. That's hilarious. Like six places. Yeah, so that's and I'm Ryan. Like, okay, that's that's effort that's put in that I can easily pull up so that when I'm in a stressful situation, I'm just like I'm hungry. I don't have to put that work in. And I would So that's me. Yeah, and I would honestly recommend to be Ryan in this situation. I think that if I had kind of like researched galleries or and food places, I probably would have been better off, you know. I was lucky because I had you and I had Joe and I had Josh and I, I had like all these people that kind of knew the what they were doing and uh, right. and I just kind of followed. <laughs> yeah. But So what would you There's also like bus tours and stuff which I think go to a specific set of galleries. Yes. And you can pay for that beforehand. Mhm. It's very organized for you. I think you just basically show up to this bus stop outside of the conference center. They have a sheet that says, hey, this is the bus stop or the bus number, and we're going to leave at 4.30. Right. And then you make it back to the convention center at 8.30 or something like I that. I think I would have liked something like that. It was very like something just handed to you. I didn't. We yeah. didn't do it, but it would be. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that I would want to do like I like the scheduling and stuff like that's kind of me but them telling me which galleries I would go to along this path and they I mean they're the transportation so you can't really argue with where they decide to go and you have full knowledge of where you're going because it you signed up for it yeah um but I don't know uh I think find your like I, local i mean washington clay Art, clay association had like a meetup because oh yeah that's a good idea so like if you have a local yeah you should do that with your kentucky people um if you have a local clay association make sure 
if they do have something that you go to it because I met people that I wouldn't have uh, met. I don't really, I'm not very active in the Washington clay scene. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and I, you know, I met people that I never would have met. Uh, So that was fun. And, oh, oh, also they have that scavenger hunt. Uh, hide and seek the hide and seek and i wish like somebody found one in the restaurant that we were there i if i was by myself i that's the only thing i would do yeah <laughs> definitely yeah like and if you're just if you're just like meeting people and you're like what are you doing just be like i heard about this hide and seek thing i just want to go find one of these things i think you can look it up on instagram i think they post the the items on there or something like that and then it's basically like a little bag that has a thing in it that says you found this yeah i think you have to like come up to a and give it to somebody and then you get something yeah you you get it and then it tells you like claim this at this booth and then you get a piece of pottery or something yeah i just think that that's so much fun i really like challenges so that would (laughs) yeah and that's like low e- like you're just going around you're hanging out with this person and you're looking for something there's like a goal in mind it's not right it's not awkward where you're just like two people and you're like okay now where do we do now yeah do we- and it's at like galleries and stuff so you're still going to places that have significant like worth you know so right that's cool i would definitely suggest that yeah definitely. share your ubers also try to find people and share your yeah ryan had a car so i hitched a ride with him a few times but yeah i would and you're going to if you're going there solo and you don't really know anybody you're gonna see people that sort of click up a little bit or they know people and it'll seem a little like lonely if you don't know anybody but i don't know like for me i i was very eager to like go up to people when they're demoing in the expo hall and like talk to them or like right. ask them what they're doing with their process or something like that or yeah um you know get some of the free samples like also know, if you're going and you've never been before i would recommend joining clay buddies on facebook because um i know tim c like he He's very, like, if you've never been, come and say hi to me because I'll show you the ropes, you know. So he's um, he's a super friendly guy. And, and, and the Clay Buddies, like, community is very, uh, like, they really want to meet everybody and they want to hang out. So that's, so I would recommend kind of get involved with Clay Buddies now. And that way you can, um, you can at least know somebody, you know, or recognize somebody's yeah. name. And they do a little like shot glass exchange, I think. Yeah, they do. I did it at last some year. time during it. Yeah. So, yeah, you should look on Clay Buddies. I don't know if they have all that info out yet. Maybe. No, not. I think just make a few shot glasses and take them with you, and then you can figure it out. But also, oh my God, what I wish I would have known is to make small, small things so that you can trade. Because we took some mugs and stuff, but carrying around mugs and pottery and everything is so annoying. It's heavy. But yeah. take something like little tiny shot glasses, something small. because Pins or buttons or something like that. Specifically shot glasses, though. I feel like those are popular I did for bring... trading. Yes. I traded a shot glass with Kurt Hammerly. Yes, I you felt did. like... Oh my gosh, you sell these shot glasses for $30. I'm not worthy to trade a shot glass that I sell for $5 with yours. Didn't you trade one with Leanne too? I did, yeah. yeah. Leanne, uh, Leanne Thompson. Yeah. Alon Pottery. Yeah. I for So I wish that I would have known that because I would have taken a lot more small things. It's not about getting the big trades. Like um, some of the shot glasses I have are the best. Like I got a Tim C shot glass. He takes little, he makes little button stamps, like little coins, and that's what he trades, which I think is really smart. That's cool. Yeah, just like a little, little knickknack. Yeah. I'll have some shot glasses, so if you see me come up and, mm-hmm. yeah, if you see me in Richmond, come up and say, hey, you want to trade a shot glass? Actually, I did, I did probably trade about five different things like that. Yeah. Well, you yeah, Ryan, take twenty shot glasses this time. Yeah. Oh, I think I took about twelve or something, and yeah, I 
definitely got a lot back. Also, going through airport security with all of your pottery is a pain in the ass. Just check your bag. Just do it. I didn't have any issues. You're talking about like uh, they unpacked your stuff and all that? Oh my god, because I had all it, my whole thing was carry on. And um, yeah, we had to take all of the pottery out. <laughs> because they like found out that we're like, oh, everybody's from Inseca. Everybody has to take all the pottery out. Oh, so annoying. Or at least have it all in a, like, you know, in one container. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. When I left Rebecca's, because I, think... I went from Inseca to Rebecca Graves Studio. When I left Rebecca's, I just put it all in one bag. <laughs> like, it was only pottery in that bag. And you checked the pottery bag? No, I took it on, but it was just pottery. Like, it wasn't me rummaging okay. through my bag to find pottery. Okay, nice. Yeah, I want to say the one in Minneapolis, I stuck a whole bunch of, like, two-ounce Amico glazes inside of a bunch of pots. And then I, I, I don't... I think I ended up checking it because I wanted to make sure that I could get the glazes through. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a that was a task. Yeah, I, I yeah, I like just be smart about your your baggage. <laughs> be, right, and if you drive, even better because yeah. you can take stuff home. That's a lot totally. easier. <laughs> also, I don't know about you, but I got so much paper. From Enseca, like so yes. much, and I haven't even—it's still in a bag in my shop. Like I haven't even yes. looked at it. Yeah, I have a bag in my studio that has a bunch of that kind of stuff. I'm gonna be more selective about what I pick up this year. Yeah, I, think. I know it's easy to like just walk around and pick up pieces of paper, but really think about what you're doing there because, um, as somebody who owns a business and has to spend a lot of money on paper products. If you don't pick them up, it'll be fine. And you not if you pick them up and throw them in the trash right away, you are wasting 20 cents. So, just keep that in mind. Right. But they do have really cool posters. I was going to mention the posters. Also be selective about the posters you take because if you're flying for sure, like Yeah. Those are going to be awkward to get through the airport. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like stuck them in my bag and carried them or whatever, but pretty awkward yeah yeah i want to say amico always has a really cool one i'm not uh, even sure i got a poster last year at all i got one from amico brent last or two years ago that was like 100 years or something and it had a bunch of little pictures that's cool of people that tagged amico on social Mm -hmm. or brent or whatever and people using their brent wheels and then i always get a ceramics monthly one that has like top shots from the covers of ceramics monthly pots i know i want more posters but i think that i knew that it would be a pain in the ass to get them through the airport so i just didn't yeah um because i didn't go straight home i went somewhere else and then i went home but yeah uh what else should we talk about i for me i feel like the biggest benefit personally at Enseca is the people that you get to see and like talk to and the social media side has really like if if i wasn't on instagram i wouldn't get as much value out of Enseca because i wouldn't know anybody except for people local to me that i talk to so i think being active on social media instagram facebook clay buddies all that kind of stuff just widens your circle of people to know and like faces that you recognize and you know, there's that comfortability, comfortability with strangers, even though they kind of know you a little bit. Right. Oh my God, I forgot about the most important thing that happened in Enseca. What? When we sat down for lunch, you remember? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go. So one day we were like freaking starving. I was super cheap, so I packed up a bunch of like string cheeses and stuff but um i think ryan went and got food and while ryan was getting food me and josh i think sat down was josh with us yeah i think so or some somebody was with us maybe joe or something like that somebody was with us i don't know and um 
we sat down and there was this lady at the table and she was like, oh, hey, can I ask you a question? And we were like, sure. And she, I can't even remember what she asked us. But, um. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. It doesn't matter. But it turns out that she worked for Olympic Kilns. And, um, we were talking about, like, firing schedules or something like that. And we were talking about Kilns. And I wasn't really in the, I was in the market for a kiln, but I didn't want to get it from Inseca because I didn't want to, like, ship it back. And I was talking to her, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want, I need two kilns. Like, I need two more kilns, but, you know, that's going to happen next year. And she goes, oh, well, here's my card, and here is the price we can give you. <laughs> right. And it was, like, 30% off, guys. <laughs> like, it was, in, no, it was 40% off. It was insane. It was insane. Like, I showed Joe later, and he was like, I couldn't even get you that good of a deal. And he's a distributor for them. And, or for Scud or something like that. But, um, yeah, so I just, like, weirdly made this connection with Olympic Kilns. And um, and the person that I had made the connection with is now gone. But um, out of that came this weird, like, you know, now all the ladies from Olympic follow me on Instagram <laughs> and oh, and on Clay Buddies. And one of them, every time I call, she's like, I have no idea how you make it so interesting for somebody who doesn't even know how to throw pottery. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's funny. But um, so I ended up in, you know, it made my looking for a kiln an extremely easy decision just because they gave me such and it paid for your conference and it like paid completely for my conference like the whole conference was worth that discussion at that table like what ended up happening was that um i called and like i was just gonna get another 10 cubic foot kiln and then i was like well if i'm gonna do this i might as well fucking do this and so then i was like what about an oval kiln and she was like oh, well, we actually have a factory second in this size that is the same size, <laughs> takes the same size half shelf as your 10 cubic foot shelf, so you can actually mix and match them. And I was like, oh. And so I ended up getting a $5,000 kiln for $3,200, I think. The same price wow. as my 10 cubic foot kiln. <laughs> and and I got a little baby kiln for like $1,800 instead of twenty four. It was insane, like, totally worth it. And now, and we, we, like, we still need to do, like, some promotions with Olympic, but Sadie was kind of their um, social media person. Now she's gone, so they're kind of trying to figure it out. But. Yeah, so don't feel like every one of those boot. I I would say the the people that are running the booths at these kind of things are are a little more approachable. They're yeah. not like salesmen at other kind of conferences where they're, I don't know. I mean, they're still salesmen, they're, they're... but they're people too. Uh, I think right. especially in the clay community, you have to remember that almost every single company is small because guess what? The clay community is small and you can't, I mean, yes, yeah, Scott's probably the biggest clay company. I would say Brent too, but they're, mm-hmm. they're all like people people you know right and the people that are there representing the company like they're not just they're they're such a small knit group of people that probably work there right they're very close to the people that are doing the building of the kilns or whatever totally so it's not like you're just getting a person that is coming in day one at some huge enterprise company that's a salesperson that is nowhere close to the people that develop the the product or whatever. Yeah, and like what I loved about the Olympic, like buying the Olympics, and I just you know I have one scut and then two Olympics. Um, I love my scut kiln. All in all, I think it's a better built kiln than the Olympics. However, at the end of the day, a kiln's a kiln, and 
all the ladies at Olympic actually know my name. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's kind of like I built like a relationship with them, you know, and you could do that with Scut. I think they're a little bit bigger company, so it's a little bit harder. But like I could call them up and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. Can you please help me? And they'd be like, sure, no problem. What do you need help with? You know, and um, but so that's kind of what I got out of it. And like, yeah. Did you talk to the advancer shelf people when you were there last year? Is that how you decided to get advancer shelves no, too? Joe, um, Joe from the Tilted Kiln oh, okay. was the one who told me to get advancers. I no, I didn't. I I knew what advancers were, but I hadn't gotten them, and I wish that I would have known uh, about them before I'd gotten the. Because I actually ended up getting the shelf kit, quote unquote, from Olympic. Which, by the way, don't do that. <laughs> if you buy a kiln, buy your shelves separately. Don't get them from the company. Just because when you're getting your kiln shipped, I I believe that those kiln shelves are what's going to crack. Like, all, two of my six kiln shelves are cracked. So, um, and it's not their fault. It's just the shipping process, you know? And, um... Yeah. So I wish that I kind of would have known that because I spent like 600 bucks on those kiln shelves. And had I just gone with advancers, I think I would have been a little bit happier. But advancers is out okay. of Minneapolis too. So oh, I didn't that's know that. why they were there. I don't think they would normally go to any other NC. I'm not sure. They don't, I don't think they have any issue selling their kiln shelves. Hmm. It, it sounds to me like they have um, no problem at all. <laughs> because right. the gas kiln uh clientele is like they'll only use advancers so nice yeah and then there's also a whole group of booths that i don't really go to at all which is a bunch of colleges. Uh, master's programs and mm -hmm. educational sort of booths and places to do uh residencies yeah all over the country, all that kind of stuff, you know, that might not be in my wheelhouse right now based on my lifestyle and what time I have to work in clay. Um, so that stuff may cater to a different crowd than the two of us. Yeah. You know, if you're a student or you're about to graduate or you've already recently graduated and you're kind of looking for some place to try out some new techniques or learn a, do some workshops or something like that. There's a lot of booths that have stuff like that, like Archie Bray or right. Watershed. There's Aramont. There's all kinds of stuff like that besides the universities that uh, you can do stuff like that. So Totally. Oh, also, I think there's some, I think there's an app, right? There's an Inseca app that you can get. It's not the best app in the world, but it's, uh, are you looking it up? It's good. Yeah, I uh, I actually pulled this app up a few days ago, and it wasn't updated just yet for 2020. I had to go to, yeah, it looks like it still says 2019. So the, you know, the app's gonna have the schedule in there, and then you can actually like bookmark stuff so you can add them to your schedule. Because if you if you look right now on the Inseka website, the tentative schedule, there is so much stuff on there. So much. If we didn't say this before, you cannot hit everything. You're not going to hit everything. Nor will you. Don't feel you, overwhelmed yeah. and feel like you're missing out because you don't hit a lot of stuff. Like make notes of what things interest you most and like put pins in those and then, you know, make sure you schedule time for that. But if you don't hit some things, like it's not a big deal. There's going to be plenty of things for you to um, get value out of. And it may even be overwhelming to just look at the schedule of like stuff going on. So, you know, I, I find myself, if I'm overwhelmed with a lot of stuff going on, I might just, you know, spend an hour or so like circling the expo hall and seeing demos or whatever, and kind of stumbling upon things versus yeah, like running from session to session, because that can get to be a lot. And also like, Hey, if you're with, a, a friend or something or you just met somebody new and they're like hey i'm looking forward to going to this thing that's what i did with becca i think i was with becca and she was interested in some session that i wouldn't normally go to i think what was it about 
there was a session about like depression and small business makers or so ADHD no, or ADHD something like that. And, and, uh, ADHD in ADHD in in uh, in in pottery essentially, and it was extremely fun. I think that was the funnest one we went to. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one that one was less lecture and more like round table yeah. sort of like talking as a group. And then it was a lot of like 20 somethings and yeah. like students, but it was also a wide range of people. Yeah. And I wouldn't have normally gone to that cuz like I don't have ADHD, but like it interests Becca and I'm sure there's a lot of it does you get value out of listening to people that are you know talking about these things and how they address it or how they um, Somebody cried in that certain one. Situations. There was like. Did they? <laughs> that was like a super emotional one for some people. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. So, <laughs> so like, don't feel like, oh, sorry, we can't chat anymore because I got to go to this other thing that I want to go to. Maybe like sit in on something that you didn't think you wanted to. Yeah. Also, I think it should be said that you should take some time for yourself, too. You know, don't... Yeah, don't feel bad to go down the hall and, like, kind of yeah. hole up a little bit or, and kind of read. Yeah, or walk through the booths by yourself or just, like, go to a gallery by yourself. You know, in conferences like this, uh, people tend to... I think that most people, I would imagine, tend to get a little overwhelmed, especially if you're an introvert. Definitely. Which most potters are. Um, yeah. So, you know, make make it a point to kind of... Like slow down and take some time for yourself and like th think yeah, about it. I saw it. quite a few people that were, you know, don't feel bad if you need to like sit there and listen to music or something like that and mm -hmm. sketch or do something to kind of get yourself back in this headspace of being able to be extroverted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you need to recharge a little bit because, you know, a lot of people need that. Oh, so. and take snacks. Yeah, that's not a bad bad idea too. Yeah, because I have to figure out what snacks. The to foods take are the year. foods really expensive. It is. So if you and there's not really places to buy snacks, I would say. Mm -mm. Yeah, maybe when you get there, stop by a grocery or yeah. Tra I'm sure they have like Trader Joe's or something. Get some, get some like or... RX bars or something that you can fill up on. I sound yeah. kind of bougie right there. Get some RX bars. I was like Trader Joe's. I don't think I've ever been to a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is nice, honestly. You know what? Trader Joe's was made for the the poor people. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it's not expensive. It's I think that people always think that it's really expensive. It's not. It's like. See, I feel like that's a Whole Foods, uh, a little lower than a Whole Foods or something, but it's it's not. No, it's no. That's like it's like regular food prices. Oh. I feel like okay. Kroger is more expensive than Trader Joe's. Really? Okay. For sure. Kroger's my speed. Like, huh? That's that's like my speed. That's like where I go to shop. What's it called out there? Is it called Kroger? Yeah, it's called Kroger. It's actually based here in Cincinnati. Oh, it is. Okay. We have a headquarters. Because it's called thing in Cincinnati. It's called Fred Myers in Washington, and it's called King Supers in Colorado. So. Yep. All right. Is there anything else? We're at fifty-eight minutes. Is there anything else that we missed in Sika wise? Things that you're looking forward to. You're coming to Cincinnati, right? I hope. Oh, is that next year? Yeah. Well, duh. I have a place to stay. <laughs> you got. You have the places. I have a place to stay. <laughs> Josh was. Josh Heim will steal your spot if you don't come. We so. can have a slumber party. You're gonna slumber party on my office. You're gonna be sleeping right here behind me on this couch. Well, Josh can sleep well, on the floor. Couch. It's a. It's a. It's a chase. <laughs> Thing. Josh can sleep in the somebody floor. can he's the man somebody can sleep in the in the living room or something on the couch. yeah he always says he's old but he's not he's only 35 he can sleep on the floor <laughs> <laughs> I was just say there's not room in this room to sleep on the floor unless we didn't pull this couch out yeah no for sure I'll be there in Cincinnati because um it's just so far to go to um yeah. You know, to go to Virginia. To the to all the way to the East Coast, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. We'll see you in Cincinnati and uh Well, we'll see you in Utah. Oh, yeah, we'll see you here in a couple days. Hooray. Also, I think that the biggest thing is to put yourself out there, step outside of your box a little. Yeah. Be don't get so subcon 
I don't. Maybe I just perceive that people get more self conscious about their how they're coming across yeah. and their awkwardness and like being very aware of their awkwardness. But I feel like I'm, I'm more empathetic to realize that people think about that because I sort of think about that sometimes. But I really put it in the back of my mind because I realize that it's not really that forefront to other people. Yeah, I'm just worrying about it without the need for it. it it's not worth it it's not worth the trouble and worth the aggravation to worry about that yeah. kind of stuff so also stay safe don't drink too much don't do drugs and make sure to cover your drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah do all that and with that i feel like we should end <laughs> all right thanks for listening hope you got something out of this if you're going in sika uh let me know at rd ceramics I'll be there. I'll trade a shot glass with you or something like yeah. that. Cool. And Becca will be following along on social. If you're not going, just follow along on social. There's plenty of people that are going to be sharing stuff. Yeah, that's true. I got super Especially jealous on... the first time that I couldn't go. Like uh, when Rich, when you went the first time. To Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Later, guys. All right. See ya. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to follow me or Ryan, you can follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Five Lines Pottery Studio. It's the number five. And his Instagram is at RD Ceramics. That's R as in Ryan, D as in Durban, Ceramics. And we would love for you to follow us, but we would also love it if you gave us a review on, on whichever platform that you're listening on and if you tell your friends. We really enjoy doing this and we hope that we can do it some more and have some great conversations. Thanks.